Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. Hey y'all! Howdy, howdy! It's Jazz the Forty Ounce Connoisseur, and it's Cat Daddy, and we're really fucking excited, as per usual, to talk about shit with y'all today. Yes, we are here. We're fucking back. It's Showvember, bitch. Okay, Showvember. <laughs> Rest in peace, take off. Oh fuck! Yeah, wow. sorry y'all. Just had to throw that on there. Rest in peace. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. At the time we're recording this, that is still pretty fucking fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time you're hearing this, it is mid-November, and, and we it's are still into- gonna be fresh. It's still gonna be fresh, and we're talking Showvember this time. We all float. We're talking about it, nineteen ninety, the miniseries, which was voted on by our patrons. If you would like to vote on a monthly episode that comes out on the main feed please go ahead and join www.patreon.com forward slash girl that's scary any tier you get to vote in the lowest tier tar- starts at two bucks so you know Those. it's you know two dollars two dollars if you want to uh, vote on the episodes now let me tell y'all something this is a really good time it 1990 baby okay i want to do a spoiler free real quick so we could just get into this because this shit is literally the same age as me this shit came out in november 1990 i was a loose neck baby at this point in my life i did not watch this on tv growing up i had never seen it i didn't see it until i was my freshman year of college i watched it someone downloaded it uh probably illegally off a lime wire because that's what people were doing their computer was probably you know not good after that but at Mm -hmm. we started it at about 2 a.m and when we left (laughs) when we left the sun was starting to rise um yeah we watched it all night and until the morning and at that point when i was about 18 years old i was like "Eh, this is cool it's all right but watching it again especially after reading the book after seeing the remake after watching documentaries having all this information on the miniseries i really fucking like this miniseries not gonna lie to y'all I could watch this um at any time, like Salem's Lot. I bang with a miniseries, especially with its two, three parts. I'm not going to lie to y'all. It's a really good time. So spoiler free, 
We're in Derry, Maine. Stephen King is fucking at it again. It's based off the it novel. It's over a thousand pages. Yes, I have read that bitch. Um, we've talked about my experience with that. Uh, these kids, they're out here living their life and something is terribly wrong in Derry. Okay. It's terribly wrong and dirty, and then they got to come back after their childhood and figure out what's terribly wrong, although they already know, and y'all already know what it is. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It's a big-ass intergalactic motherfucking clown, clown spider energy negative motherfucker. I don't know what it, it really is. That's why it is the perfect name, because it's this intergalactic fucking thing. Now, people who have never read the book probably don't know that, until well if you read the watch the new movies the new movies talk about the motherfucker coming from space and shit like that right because the new movies are each movie is like two hours three hours so they got more like five six hours all together this miniseries all together both parts is about three hours about eight minutes three hours eight minutes okay they ain't got none of that intergalactic alien came down bullshit it's none of that it's just this creature in the jank you see it's a spider or something, but you don't see that it where it came from. Because in the new movies, they have this thing where they did the smoke hole, which is in the book, where they got all, you know, turned up off of the herbs or whatever. And they saw the shit. That, that, that was not in the OG miniseries, which we were talking about. But you see a killer fucking clown. And it's a good time. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, They don't exactly say in the 1990 miniseries um, like, hey, this is a being from outer space. They allude to it. I mean, you could just fill in the blanks yourself, especially when there's a particular scene where they're down in the sewers and you see when they're talking about the deadlights. Because obviously it's not a giant flying cockroach, regardless of how that motherfucker look going through the damn sewers. But bitch, it just slide on through. It looked like a roach with motherfucking high beams on its belly, bitch. That's what it looked like. Thing, yes. But you have to know it has to be some sort of intergalactic planetary activity going on intergalactic okay it's gonna be stuck by head but it has to be because when it's flying past all these people it's turning people it's sucking people up and bringing them through tubes folding them up like goddamn origami papers it's turning children's head white like it's doing all the things for this mini series i did not see it when it came out actually i might have i don't know nigga i would have been two years old so who knows what my mama had going on but i do remember this was a, a staple a part of my childhood i am a huge tim curry fan this is no secret to anyone. Um, if it's new for you, greetings, welcome. Um, but this is definitely something that was a part of, like if it's on TV, we're watching it. Anytime it come on TV, we're watching it. If somebody has a VHS, we're watching it. I do understand that we are in the future and things with the new up, the new movies. And I can't wait for us to cover that because I actually enjoyed those. And I like how they flesh things out a bit. But for this to be one, something that came out in 1990. Two, a mini series that debuted on ABC. So it was a two-part series on TV. This shit was wild. They're indirectly showing child death. You don't really see a lot of people die on camera. They die off screen. Just fill in the blanks. And adults too, because it's more than just kids dying. Um, and then also like, it's mostly practical effects. In FX and makeup, there aren't really any, like, CG, if anything. I can't even fucking remember if it is. And honestly, the movie is so effective to me. Pennywise, the clown, the dancing clown, is creepy as a bitch. 
And something that's really creepy, one scene that stands out is when they're looking at the like photo albums and the books and all that other shit and the pages start flying and stuff. And you just see Pennywise doing cart flips, cart flips, cartwheels and shit, pop locking and shit, spinning around the lamppost. He's getting it up and talking to someone, beep, beep, I'm coming for all you hoes. He ain't saying that, but that's basically what he said. And the kids are shook. They dropped the book like, oh shit. Y'all seeing this shit for the first time in real time on Harry Potter. Niggas been on that. 1990, Pennywise been, been on the people's faces. He, he thought you was looking at family pictures, bitch. You're really looking at Pennywise the Clown call it, causing all kinds of havoc throughout time. I'm a fan. All kinds of havoc because, again, they don't, they allude to him being this being that is some, you know, something that's not human. He's an entity because especially when you talk about the history books, because Mike is really, Mike Hamlin is definitely into the history where you go back every X amount of years. This has happened and Pennywise bitch ass has been there the whole motherfucking time. Okay. He cartwheeling this shit in the motherfucking circus and shit in the twenties. He in here in the 1890s, Harlem shaking and whooping people ass. Easter egg hunts burning up motherfucking big ass fires. You know what? All this shit is happening. And you know what? It is. It's part of it is it. But part of it is Darius evil. And that's why it can really exist there because the people are already fucked up and it makes them even more fucked up. Like the adults don't see nothing happening because we'll talk about plenty of situations where the kids are getting fucked up and they're like, adult, help me. And an adult is like, mm, buttoning their coat, shirt up and closing the motherfucking curtains. And I'm like, oh, this is fucked up. Girl, the town is cursed and these, it's not even just this particular being because I didn't read, I still have not read the Dark Tower uh, series. I know when we last had Vince on the show um, and we talked a bit about different things that happened in the Stephen King universe, um, he had a t- he had some time to share a bit about that. And that's definitely a thing we're going to revisit. But it's not, I think it's it's more than just a town. Like, yeah, this is a fucked up town, but there's definitely a bigger kind of thing at play that's influencing what's going on. And not just this town, like all the other little towns that all exist in the Stephen King universe. Most of them exist in Maine. But it's, it's definitely entities and shit that's at play. All of this shit is happening for a reason. All of the events that happen, like what, once every, like, was it 10 to 20 years or some shit like that? Something wild is happening in the town. It was like, uh, I feel like it was... 30 years or something okay, like that. Okay, every couple of decades, some wild between, shit happen. Between 25 and 30 is about the time. I feel like it's 30 in here because it's like the 50s and then it's like mm-hmm. the 80s. And I think in the new movies, it's like specifically 27 for some reason. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. But also, you know, close enough, motherfucker. All right. You <laughs> know, he come back every, every couple decades to beat these kids ass because when they, they're scared and it's easier to scare children, um, that's why he be eating the kids up. He will eat adults because um when we read the book it opens with um the young the story about this young man named adrian uh melon and he getting his ass beaten it it takes him too it it will take you if you scared enough it will whoop your ass it's a good time it's also on hbo max i don't think we said it yep. but it's on hbo max it was on tubi at a point it might still be on tubi it was on tubi a while so. ago it's on no? hbo okay. max right now okay it's on, it's on hbo on max right now okay well it was on tubi it floats around like <laughs> hello it floats it around floats. it <laughs> floats um you will find Doops. it yes you'll find it somewhere streaming usually and if you can't find it this is something where i tell you it's worth the money it's worth three fucking 99 if you've never seen it and you'd like to see it if you're into horror of course as a grown-up you might not be as scared 
But there are moments that are very chilling, especially with the performances from Tim Curry. Tim Curry, when I say I watch, because I watched a little jank Pennywise, the story of it from 2021. It's on Screenbox. It's a little documentary where they talk about, they talk with the cast. They talk about Tim Curry. They talk about how they were supposed to put all these motherfucking makeup effects. This motherfucker had to, supposed to have a big ass chin. He's supposed to look like Wishmaster in the face a little bit. Not with the horns and shit, but Wishmaster if he had clown makeup on a little bit mm-hmm. with less horns. Like, you know, extra elongating the chin. We got to put mm-hmm. the, he, the only thing they ended up with was doing the upturned nose and the bulbous little head, giving it, giving that phantom of the opera look. So giving that, but all everything else, just clown makeup. Very simple clown makeup. Effective. And very effective. So they was like, yeah, we just going to do that. Because the thing is, Tim Curry had did a, done another role. We had a bunch of makeup on. He was like, it's hot. It's a whole lot. It's claustrophobic. I want all this shit on my face. And then, of course, it's Tim it's motherfucking. Yeah, and it's also Tim motherfucking Curry. You want to see how they perform, like how he performs. Like, you don't want to cover his face and all these goddamn prosthetics because then the expressions the way that tim curry talks billy boy the aha aha it's just it's perfect it's perfect even though even the point where kill me bitch i'm gonna kill you all you'll die if you try i'm like (laughs) bitch i'm scared and when i was 18 i was not scared but as a grown-up I watched it. I'm like, no, this shit is a little scary. I'm glad I didn't see this as a kid. This would have fucked me up. I didn't, there's a few movies that I'm glad I did not watch as a child because I already had enough demons watching Freddy and Hellraiser and all that shit. If I would have seen it as well, oh my God. No, no thank mm. you. Welcome to my childhood. We also had a clown thing that used to hang up on the door in my old room at our old house. Yeah, girl. Y'all can't see Jazz's face. She's like, bitch, what? I don't know. Gotta talk to Mama Cat. I have nothing on that. Um, But when we had Ken come over, we just flipped it over. We just turned it over. It made a couple of my cousins uncomfortable. Just, I ain't pick it. We just flipped it over. But I understand because you got people like Pennywise hitting the streets and aha, aha, laughing at people and shit as they whooping your ass in the shower, in your house, on the sidewalk, down to the sewers, bitch. Let's, before we dive in, to the overall story and then kind of talk about, um, cause it's a, it's a story, but then talk about kind of like each character and, you know, the different shit that they had going on in their lives. I want to highlight for my dog, it's Ben when, when Ben, cause he's the new kid in town and I'm just like, okay, okay. Um, when he has the scene with the, when he sees his dad down at the, whatchamacallit, down at the barracks, bitch. And he's like, hey, son, I live here now. Baby, your your dad went away to war. You have not seen him yet, which is heartbreaking. We already kind of can fill in the blanks what probably happened to his dad. But when you see this motherfucker standing at, on, on the water, hey, son, I live in these barracks now. This is where I am. And he looking like, girl, what the fuck is this? And then you see them balloons pop up. I felt like that was one of the most, like for me as a kid, one of the scenes that messed me up. Of course, the other scenes when the balloon popping out the uh, the sink for the girl Beverly or when, um, is it Eddie? When Eddie's in the shower and Pennywise pop up like, hey, bitch, I'm in the shower too. Like, oh, shit like that is, yes, bitch. Shit like that also had me shook. But it was this particular situation because you knew that this was a child that essentially it was portrayed that they came from like a single parent home because of, you know, the stuff that's going on in their family. Their dad is away at service. You're, it's not really clear whether he passed or not. It's, it's, you know, you could fill it in as for yourself, but I was just like, you know what? Ultimately, Pennywise played too much because I know he's playing on the fears of all these kids and all the adults because that's why he got the whole town shook and under their thumb. But also like, 
<laughs> you fucking play too much. You just sit on the curb smiling niggas with balloons like, I'm about to see y'all when y'all come back. You thought you left dairy and you thought you forgot. Aha, aha, got your ass. He is a nigga clown, bitch, because he's sitting on the... That, that scene was chilling <laughs> because, yeah, you got jokes, but the joke's not funny. They're fucking terrifying jokes, but it's funny, but it's it's funny to him because he's fucking a negative being. He's He is literally negative energy. He is evil embodied. He is literally galactic evil, bitch. Like, that scene fucked me up as an adult. Okay, as an adult, mind my because it's also the score for me, bitch. It's the score, and I think that what did they win an Emmy? It won something. I feel like the score, and the score is great. Let me do my googles. Okay, um, I feel like when I was listening to a little, well, not listening, watching the documentary, they mentioned that, but the score is like Chef's Kiss when it first start eh, that little mm, bitch. Uh, but also, they did win an Emmy. Yeah, it's a they really a good score. Words. Yeah, it's a really great score. But on top of that, where he there's music like kind of playing that eerie, and, and Ben is looking at the daddy like, "What, bitch? Oh, that's not my. I live. We all float, uh, bitch. Huh? It's like nightmare, like the nightmare, but the nightmare is happening outside of the dream. That that it just that overall feel of it. Nineteen ninety is a nightmare that is happening in real life, and nobody believes that your nightmare has now pull, pulled up out of your head it is dancing around on the block bitch huh mm. Mm. because every time it gets that you they get in trouble they see something and then nothing's there or the adults can't even see the shit as we see at multiple cho- like scenes the adults are just touching the blood like what are you talking about there's nothing in here bro what do you mean the adults in dairy blow me truly like yes they are not able to see as we know we're not they're not able to see all the things was going on but there are some things they acknowledge in the movie. They do this a bit in the new movie too. And in the book, there are clearly some things that are going on that the adults in Derry know it's some other shit, but they're very much like, girl, I'm taking my glasses off. Did not read. Like, I don't see none of this mess. It's better for me to go in the house and close the blinds. Like some people, and you even talk about it too. They're kind of like, oh, Derry has always been like one of the, I think I can't remember if it's this movie and or the newer one, but they refer to Derry as being a dirty little town full of secrets, all kinds of stuff. Like, the history here is so, it's so sad. It's a lot of like a lot of extra shit. And, you know, it could just be like, oh, people was wilding and this is just a series of unfortunate events. And no, that's not what's going on. Because you clearly see when people like, especially, I think there's two things going on. Like one example I'm going to pull up is like when you see Beverly being kind of um, accosted and assaulted after school. And this, and this, and this is, you know, somebody could just be like, oh, like he just don't want to be involved. No. You see how there's an older gentleman watching like these boys assault her and he's just kind of like turns his body and goes in the house real quick, close the blinds, close everything. And so there's, you can tell like, okay, obviously someone's just turning a regular degular blind eye, but this was a little extra. Like it's one thing to turn your back. Like you on Pride Rock and Kovu got to get the fuck out. Like that's one thing. Now, it's a whole nother thing to go in the house, close the blinds, bitch, and act like you ain't seen not a goddamn thing. I think Pennywise is working on all y'all directly and indirectly. Um, And that's actual factuals. Yes, bitch, I did say Kovu. Kathleen, please. Let me tell you about a song that's been stuck in my head for a week. Well. And then you see this in another case where Ben and his ass beat Henry Biles about to carve his name in that motherfucker's stomach. And you see a car. I don't know if this is a new one or old one or both, but the car drive past. Don't nobody help his ass. I was like, hey, he's about to get cut with a knife. Like, yo, I, I, this is. Well, girl, this you is know this sounds racist as fuck. 
Because when you put in the book information, how many times they going to call you nigger? Nigger dog. Oh, spo spoiler alert slash um, a, a warning for you guys. If you read this book, it's going to call you the hard ER damn near every other page. If you take a shot every time someone says nigger in this book, you're going to die. Straight up. That's pretty much it. Um, and once again, on my all our annual tangent of you can portray racism in a book and not have the book scream, scream that you would nigger every time. Jasmine was listening to this book and it, I can literally be, I'm being called all the words through Jasmine's wall when we live together. And I'm sad because I know she's sitting there like, God, why would the dog do, bitch? Like, bitch. Or I'm in the shower like, oh, I'm about to listen to this book in the shower. And I've got it on the speakers too. Embarrassing. I'm in here like, oh yeah, nigger dog. Oh, you did this, that, you did the monkey. I'm like, oh, Bro, what? And not just that. It's not just the racism. It's the sexism. It's the Ugh. fat phobia. And I've read a few Stephen King books. Don't let you be a size ten, bitch. Don't have the double digits in your motherfucker. You fucking the big sloppy guts. It's always like very negative towards people who are a bit overweight or a little chubby. It's just this negative thing. Or you're you can't be attractive if you're chubby. Or you can't be the hot bitch if you're big. Or the women are always getting their ass beat. It's almost like a like was he inspired by giallo because giallo loved to slap a bitch and so does stephen king in the book a bitch stay getting motherfucking slapped i was like god damn bev was getting her ass whooped and i know mm. she was in an abusive relationship but i don't think she's she's not the only woman who gets hit in these books like even with salem's lot and other books women be getting their ass beat dog i'm like hey bro watching that play out in salem's lot was a whole lot okay and <laughs> we're gonna leave it at that like the way that just closing the door i'm like oh okay all right but just to go into our story a little bit when we're starting the mini series you're tossed in we meet mike mike is played by tim reed sister sister daddy from the sister sister if you don't know what sister sister is baby i'm gonna need you to go ahead and educate yourself right now if you're from our community and you don't know what this is you need to press pause on this and I'm going to need you to go ahead and go to the Googles and you need to start with Sister Sister before starting with it. Yes, I said what I said, that we're going to go there. But Mike is, he's in the town. He's realizing that another child out of nowhere or they're starting to pick back up. They're going missing. Shit is happening to kids again. Mike looking around. He hitting the streets. You know, he be doing his own investigations and stuff, you know, and he's realizing it's back. So he is the only person out of the Losers Club, their friend group. Um, that have decided to remain in dairy. Everyone else, after the horrific things that happened to them in their youth, decided, you know what, I'm going to get up. I'm going to leave this town. And when you leave the town, like, you don't remember what's happening. Like, you know, normal people usually like, oh, I can barely remember. But for some reason, they have been MIB mind erased. They don't remember none of the horrific shit that's happened to them. They don't even know what a who the fuck is a Pennywise bitch. They don't know none of this shit. Pennywise ain't forget about you. But you showing up, then forgot about him. And Mike gonna call you up. He gonna ring up the celly. You already know what song I'm listening to this week, bitch. Put it up, ring up my celly. He about to call y'all. Hey, he about to call everybody. And he's on the line like, y'all, do you remember? He called Bill. Bill stuttered and came back. Bill ain't stuttering about damn near a decade. Now, all of a sudden, the speech impediment whooping his ass. He back. He talking, called Ben up. Ben looking like, yeah, I remember. Ben ain't never gonna make it, y'all. Spoiler alert. He calling Richie up. Richie pulling the ear. He's stressed. Everybody's stressed. Beverly, she looking into the sunset like Jesus. Um, we gonna you mean Ben or Stan? Because you're like, Ben, ben ain't gonna Stan, make it. Bam, bitch, all them niggas. Ben, <laughs> Stan, they the same person in my head. Ma'am! Yep. I don't know why I've merged the characters together because we didn't seen five million movies. 
One of y'all don't make it, the other one shows up and everyone is shook. The end. Uh, Eddie, Beverly, we gonna pray for Beverly because Beverly, let's start with these characters. Mike is going through calling everybody else and as we're seeing Mike connect with everyone, majority of the first half of the movie is Mike, us getting introduced to the characters. We're introduced to them in present day and there's a lot of flashbacks to the past. So you get to see a little bit of what their individual lives look like now and what they look like prior to us meeting them. So we see that Bill, he's a horror writer. He's basically Stephen King, y'all. Stephen King loved putting himself in a story and we just gonna leave it at that. Um, but Bill is a horror writer. He's married to Audra. He's out here. He's got this little slick back ponytail thing. He got the, you know, the bowler tie. I don't really know. Girl, he got this some ponytail cool is thin, thin and fad. I was and trying this to be is why, No, this is why I don't like <laughs> movies from the fucking 1989 to 1994. Them thin ass ponytails. Girl, what are we doing here? What, like, it's just give, it's just very, it's thin, it's sad. We don't have no, it don't look like they put a little conditioner in it. It ain't got no shine. It's long. It ain't got no body. It looks like they ain't cut in and no layers that frame the face. I feel like if he took the hair out the ponytail, it would get very much shag and grunge. I don't, listen, I, the hairstyles, Two thumbs down. Wish I had more hands to give four thumbs down. But the rest of the movie, okay. Bill's out here living his life. But before we even get introduced, what makes Mike Hanlon pull up and call them? I need to talk about this, okay? We see this little girl in the sheets, Pennywise, eat this little girl up or whatever. And it's a crime scene in present day, which is 1990. And that's why Mike Hanlon showed up because he know the shit is happening, bro. He's like, this girl done died. And he invested y'all on a police scene. I need to talk about this police officer who's dressed like fucking Bugsy Siegel. Y'all see, coming in with this big heavy ass hat. His, the, the tie is Police. fucking halfway open, bitch. I'm like, you are, why are you here? You're supposed to be at Prohibition selling fucking bootleg moon, moonshine. Why are you here investigating anything, bitch? You're not qualified. Okay, You're not qualified. Moonshine because um, Peach. I'm a fan. But moonshine nonetheless. Made the, in the I, bathtub. <sighs> your mm-hmm. liver, your poor liver. He it's shouldn't be here. I just feel as though he should be somewhere with a Tommy gun bottling up liquor. I don't know why he's investigating this little girl, but he's trying to get Mike off the scene. And what Mike finds at the jank is a picture of Georgie. Mm-hmm. That ain't supposed mm-hmm. to be there. Mm-hmm. That ain't po- that ain't no what Pennywise yes, played way too fucking much. Pennywise, Pennywise knew Mike was gonna pull up. And he was like, I see your ass, bitch, with your I see you looking with your looking ass. Look at this hey. picture then, ho. Come on, bring your bitch ass friends. I'll take all them hoes. Gang gang. I was like, I, I ain't oh. forget. Beef never dies, ho. I said, all right now. Forever. I, and I'm not upset. Like y'all thought you escaped Pennywise. And he's like, Well, actually, I've been waiting on you bitches at the dough. And I'm a fan. I like this energy. Keep it up. Right, wow. What a way to start a movie. It's got Mike shook because Mike was like, well, let me go on over to the rotary phone in and get everybody on the line, bitch. Let me just, yep. Yeah, y'all can't Call see Jazz. She started to turn Call that little thing around. <laughs> Call them with the, the black book. Ready. With the black book. Girl, I had the th- let me get my Rolodex out. Let me just go ahead and look at, pull the finger down. All right. This thing number. Let me get the yellow pages out. Let's figure it out. I am a fan. I'm a fucking fan. You getting everybody up. You ringing them up on the phone. Most people show up. The only person that don't show up is Stan. You know, I done made Ben and Stan the same nigga. Now, ooh, ah, ah. I know people are like, Kathleen, how did you do it? Easily. First of Easily. all, Kathleen, we've read the book. We know the story, okay? We, we, we understand. Sometimes, we. it's been a long day. All right? All right. But um, Ben is a beautiful poem writer. And Stan, Stan said, girl, I, this is for the birds. I'm going to kiss my wife. I'm going to go upstairs and never come back. 
like a sitcom and I know that was terrible but also that's exactly what the fuck happened to a certain degree and you know what I'm not even upset with the decision that Stan made um because Stan has seen enough because I'm gonna start with Stan because he is the only person that did not actually make it back to Derry and that's okay Stan's choice was very brave I do not like how, um, like I said, trigger warning for suicide and how like people like portray it and shit in general. And they're just like, oh, fuck that guy. He was too pussy to come back. No, he was very brave for what he did. And he already seen Pennywise before. He didn't see Pennywise on the back of that motherfucking bike when he was, hi ho, silver. And he was riding away and looking at that motherfucker like, yeah, I'm not coming back. He was brave as a bitch when he thought that he was bird watching. And Pennywise got up in that house, got him in that house by himself, and now he's trapped in that house, and he can't get the fuck out. Stan was very brave. And unfortunately, Stan decided not to come back. Also, Stan, um, the thing specific about Stan, because Eddie definitely take up for Stan and everybody else, like, that nigga saw the deadlights straight the fuck up. And I think that in the newer movie, Bev saw the deadlights, but in the... the, this movie, mm-hmm. she I don't think she saw them. I but don't like Stan, how they... Mm, I can't wait till we talk about yeah, it. Yeah, one day. Uh, well, yeah, mm. one day. I don't hate that movie. I like it too. But mm. Stan specifically saw the deadlights. And that's why his ass was scared. Let me tell y'all something real quick. If I Pennywise was trying to beat my ass, you think I'm about to go back down to the sewer with a slingshot and a silver earring and an um, aspirator and fight this motherfucking clown? Take me to the king. I'd have already told y'all. I will jump for less. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm not fighting him. He's fucking with my brain. Girl, he's an intergalactic being, bitch. Like, he's older than anybody on this earth. He's older than earth, ho. I don't understand. We just need to Ain't he older than God? Space. That's what he say. In the book, I think he'd say, I'm older than God. Or I don't think he's older yeah. than death. But he's like, bitch, I'm enough. older than God. I mean, he was like, bitch, what the... Girl, what are you talking about? I'm These that nigga. That's beings. what he said. That's why I'm just like, Mo, I... When I think about what they're up against, I don't blame you, bruh. I wouldn't have came back neither because as you can see, the dead never rest. You thought that he was done. Y'all thought y'all got rid of him in them Burks years ago. And he's been sitting here like, yeah, so thought it was. <laughs> Might go call your friends. Y'all go come back here and I'm going to set you hoes up. Honestly, I stand. This is a wonderful villain as far as I'm concerned. Um, Very interesting. Classic. Way to keep. Wow. Yep. Way to keep things Iconic. spicy. Come on, girl. Groundbreaking. To, just keeping the cosmos interesting. Like, I, I don't know. I'm definitely a fan. Um, so talking about Mike. Oh, because I talked about Stan. Stan was in bird watching. He was in, what's those, the Boy Scouts. He was really into nature and really cared about his friends. And all these kids kind of connected because they were, you know, I hate to say losers because that, that doesn't feel good. But essentially, they felt like they were outcasts and a group of kids kind of linked up because they all had a lot of stuff in, in common. We meet majority of the children. Um, Because they already kind of click outside of who just moved. Oh, Mike. They see you see Mike come in later. Now, in the book, we get into detail of what's all really going on with Mike. Because in the movie, they in this movie, in the newer movies, they do. Which I do like that they cover that a bit. It's a different take on what actually happened in the book. But that's all right. You know, hopefully one day, if you don't want the ER slapping you in your face, you're going to read it. Um, But if not, in this particular movie, we don't really get to see a lot about Mike's backstory. We just see Mike be the person that's calling everybody in and you know some shit happened to him and his life has still been a little shaky and he's just been holding down as a local librarian, Derry. I really feel like they should have gave Mike's character a little bit more TLC in 1990, but you know, I can't go back to life, back to reality. Like, 
Girl, I honestly, both movies really don't do Mike justice, to be quite honest. They don't do Mike the justice that he has in the book. Mike is the timekeeper. Mike is the historian. Mike is the one who brought y'all together. Mike is that nigga, like, dead ass. And he stayed for y'all. And, and he tells all, the, like, he does all this shit, bro. He, like, he's the one who gets y'all together to, you know, watch the little thing and see what's going on. He is the one straight up who does a lot, pulls a lot of the weight and they never give him that in either adaptation. They don't give him everything he's fucking owed and y'all will pay for your crimes. I'm looking at you, bitch. Okay. Smelly. Also, I don't think either of the movies really give Stan what he's owed because in the book, I believe spoiler alert stan is the one who said no we need to make the promise and he the one who said we gotta come back it was i don't even think it was bill i think it was stan no, i think but, it was stan yeah but in the no, movie they made it seem like it was bill. They, made, they always make bill the fucking leader girl fuck bill back. girl fuck bill they trying to get no they trying to make him the um leader because he's a stephen king character girl get on get the fuck get the fuck i'm screaming um you right i i don't Y'all can't see me. I was holding my nose while Jasmine was uh, giving us the tea on mic because I I have my thoughts. Holler at me later because I, I got tired. Um, but Mike's story, like when we talk about like when you find out a bit more about the black community in Derry, we already know it's racist. So we're going to start there. Um, but when you hear about the horrific things that happen to the black folks that have happened slash and are still happening. Because they don't really touch on it in the miniseries, and they slightly talk about it, just a, just a pinch, just a smidget in the newer films. Um, but it's real horrific. Like, they burning out jazz clubs. You already know our history, girl. And if you don't, girl, I'm going to just look at you because you keep pretending, bitch. Stop playing. They don't even do it justice in the new movie because they turn it into something else. They don't call it the black spot. That fire is from an apartment building and they they um kill uh Mike's parents because in the book Mike Mike's dad is alive. Like that's not yeah, he gets out. Yeah, he's alive and the black spot is what burns down and that's before anything else. Yeah, like they changed the story up and I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. But okay, girl, whatever. Mm-hmm. Because this mm-hmm. is a classic enough story and it's not a lot of remakes on there. There's only two adaptations and they're like fucking 30 years apart. So I feel like they in 30 years, they could eat. I feel like every 30 years, I would love an updated Jane because it's cool. It's like he never died. He came back. He dead ass came back every 30 years y'all didn't kill him he about to beat y'all ass because 30 years is a long time and i feel like we could scare a new generation of fucking kids yeah let's go but also can we get it justice like the original joint when um it's larry cohen they wanted george romero to direct this bitch i was watching i was like okay. this would have been a wild time <laughs> if george romero would have uh um, okay because girl what but no he actually didn't because what happened was it was supposed to be like eight hours or it's supposed to be much longer when they cut the fucking time george mo said bitch i'm not i'm not no i'm not fucking doing it y'all don't y'all don't cut the time fuck you bitch you know i'm not doing it i'm not i'm not i'm not playing with you hoes y'all in here you fucking up the story because it's supposed to be like this move this book is over a thousand pages for them, it was a yeah. feat for them to put this shit into three hours and it to still be worth the damn. The problems that it has were due to budget and time constraints mostly. Because overall, even with the spider nigga at the end, that thing, I didn't learn, I didn't know there was, there's a man inside that suit. 
that spider puppet, there's a nigga in the suit. That shit can move its head and do all this shit. It didn't do none of that shit because they didn't have the real time to like work with it. Let it do everything it's supposed to do. Mm. The lighting was really bright because if it was darker, it would have been more creepy. They didn't even do all that. They didn't really give the monster what they were supposed to do. But either either way, we had um, Tommy Lee Wallace who ended up directing it mm-hmm. and he rewrote it and it was a bunch of like kind of rewrites because ABC got shook. They was like, oh no, I don't know. The kids in peril. We Girl, can't do ABC. all this girl and i'm like little do y'all know look at all the emmys y'all got take a fucking chance bitch god damn no you know it's also the 90s slash 80s so bitch i (laughs) that was about as chance as they're fucking killing kids like so backing up a bit um we talked a bit about bill and we find out a little bit about bill's story because as jasmine mentioned we might find that picture of georgie you know mike is shook he called bill bill already get his stutter back so Bill had a brother named Georgie. When they were young, Georgie passed away. Bill was supposed to go outside and kick it with Georgie, but it was raining and he wasn't feeling good. So he was like, Georgie, you can go outside. Put your rain suit on, girl. Head on out. I made this motherfucker paper boat for you. Go out there and have fun. Be safe, but have fun. So we watched George, Georgie out there. Woo! Got his yellow rain suit on. He having a time of his life. This is back in the backpack. So kids were outside. Okay, they were outside. That's just what we outside, bitch. They're outside until the street lights come on. There may or may not be an adult with them because this is the time. That's it. Um, we can talk a little bit later about how that's changed over the course of history and why. And why I feel like kids need to go back outside. But we can talk about that another time. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, Georgie's outside having a time of his life. And Georgie just, you know, kicking and cooling it watching the paper um, boat go down the river. You know, they sealed it up. It's a it's a tight boat, too. Like, he just sealed the shit up. It's glue on there. It's, you know, about to get rainproof, bitch. It's living. And the boat, unfortunately, sails down the drain because it gets stuck. You know, you watch the water go down and goes into the drain. Um, So George is like, oh, damn, it's in the drain. He ain't saying all oh, damn, but you know that's what's going on. But when he pulls up, rats. He didn't he didn't say that. I just I was going to say that. That would have been fun. <laughs> but when he pulls up to the drain, and instead of seeing darkness peer back at him, he is greeted by a clown in the drain. Hey, what's popping? And he's like, No, I don't really know. And he's like, Well, essentially. And I like how they do this a little bit more, like flesh it out a bit and how like the whole scene in the new movie when they don't shy away from killing the kid. I know someone is like, Kathleen, no, but really, like, you don't have to. For me, I'm like, I know it's a thing, but you, I just, it makes it more effective to me. Everybody is up for grabs as far as I'm concerned. Um, because it's like real life. Everybody, unfortunately, is up for grabs. So you see Georgie going back and forth conversing with the motherfucker in, in the drain. Okay, so let's start here. I know Jasmine gets on me all the time about how much I give small children. Okay, but I promise you, I personally cannot name a small child around Georgie's age who will be talking to a nigga in the drain. I'm gonna be perfectly motherfucking honest with you. Don't care if it's a clown. I know kids do whatever, but all of us got that ding dong, ding dong, red flag, red flag. I hope. Oh, mm, I can't speak for, I'm gonna speak about the community I am familiar with. I'm gonna put that as actual factuals. For the community that I am familiar with, I cannot name a child. Who will be like, hey, ma, it's a clown. I'm going to go talk to that motherfucker clown in the in this sewer. We just going to talk. Baby, why is you doing that? First of all, stranger danger. Let's start there. Two pair to one. What the fuck is a clown doing down here? And you know the clown ain't supposed to be there. Because you know that's where the water go. The water go into the, Everyone knows to a certain degree. 
degree in this story. That's facts. That the water goes down into the drain and the the drained water goes to the barracks. That's an actual thing that everyone knows about that. What in that sentence made it feel like it should be okay to see a stranger in the drain? An animal? Yes. A roach? Okay. A clown? A human? No. 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 Okay, so let's discuss. Kat says this, and you know, and we know in our community that's probably more unlikely. And I teach public school. I can tell you right now, I know some children who are, if they were like five, six, around that age, they might they might talk to the clown in the drain. I'm not even going to hold you. I'm not going to hold you, Kat. There's a baby or two that might do so. They, they exist. Too soon. Probably. But also in our community, I think it's a cultural difference. Because, one, they snatch up black kids. Don't know if you know, hi, listeners, hello. They snatch up black kids because no one looks for black children in the same way that they would look for other children. And then on top of that, you know, with black children are unkept, they don't, you know, if you're not taking care of your, the, the state will come and take your kids. And you know, that was a thing as well. That's why kids, especially black kids, like when we're growing up, you, your parents always wiping the spit off, make tightening you up. You need to look like this. You got play clothes, school. You can't be in here because if you look like you have been neglected or you out here doing too much, they're going to talk. They're going to call the people on you. So people, we keep a tight rein on our kids. Like, uh, nah, I ain't got no kids. They, I kept was a tight rein was kept on me. I've, at five, I could go to the end of the block and that was it. I couldn't run. And now granted, I was not a child in 1950. Them kids was leaving at 12 p.m. and coming back at 7. And you didn't know where the fuck them kids went. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to hold you. I'm from a different generation. So the back, because my mama, and not my mama, but my mama was born at um, the 60s, the early, late, not early, well, late 60s. But my grandma was born in the late 40s and my granddad was talking about the 40s. They would just be out, out fucking side. Outside. But also there was nothing else to do but outside. You went outside and you played games and talked to your friends. Mm-hmm. There is no video game. There is no TV. Everybody didn't have a TV in their fucking house, like even to begin with. To even start that, you had to go Tell outside. luxury. Yeah, but also if you're black, you're not about to just roam the whole city. If you're not in a, especially if you're not in a black city, you're gonna stay in that black neighborhood, love. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna just be going outside of the neighborhood because that is how you get lynched, or that is how you go missing, or that is how you get bullied, or that anything, or experience racism, just regular regular racism. Yo, you keep your you keep your ass from these couple of blocks. You hang out with the same people, even sleepovers and shit. You can't go over everybody's house. You can't eat over everybody's house there are community wise and i'm not to say that everybody else ain't got no rules i just don't know i ain't grow up in your house i grew up in my house okay and my house was brown so I, a lot we, of our stories seem to be similar yeah and them, and people probably listen if you're you know your mama ain't really let you do like mm, who mama is that let me talk to you they're mm-hmm. very cautious because anything could happen to you and when something does happen to you motherfuckers not gonna use the same resources to look for you as if it in the same way that if you were palm colored and that's just the fucking truth that's just it. <laughs> so I'm just, me, I'm very confused. I was very confused. Why is this little boy following this boat? When I first saw it, because I was 18, I was not in education. I, mm. I didn't know anything about child development, for real, for real. I was still kind of a child. I was like, that's fucking stupid. Why would you do that? But as a grown-up, I'm like, I could see developmentally why a five or six-year-old might consider even discussing anything with the clown, especially they perceive them as an adult. Because yeah. adults, there's a hierarchy, right? He's a clown, but he's a grown-up. 
So, you know, I can the see. The baby no. is in the drain. I, yeah. I'm sorry, Jasmine, because I'm just like, He's gone. He's, but also, no. Pennywise's voice is scary. I'm sorry. If it I would have heard that, if it wasn't even, like, they said it was pleasant. No, he was not pleasant. He, that didn't sound pleasant to me. If, as soon as Pennywise would have said, hello, Georgie, I would have said, oh, hell no. Hello, Jasmine. Eh, I'm, Mom, pick me up. I'm scared. Girl, I would have saw somebody was in that. Gu- I wouldn't even went. As soon as the boat went down, oh, man. Hey, me, oh, I would have started running because what? Like, I'm just thinking about like kid me, kid me and everybody ain't me. But I as take me to the king. That's pretty much. And that's where Georgie went. He went to the king, RIP Georgie. And it was a hard time for Bill and their family to accept the parents kind of, you know, the perception was the parents moved on we really don't get to interact with a lot of people's parents i think the parent that we get the most time with for real is beverly's dad we get a bit more of her story and what's going on but you can I tell like just, mm? i'm sorry keep going. Oh, no, go ahead. Anyway. no 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 oh. i was like, i feel like because he's a villain almost kind of yeah and then you get a lot of eddie's mom because she's a, oh, kind yeah. of a villain if the, the parents were just good or remotely okay they just like no fuck that we're gonna slide them out the picture i'm so glad you mentioned eddie's mom because I, it just popped into my mind. They talk, they show this a bit more in the newer movie. But back to my point about like the parents, the townspeople, they give off the perception like they don't know what the fuck is going on, but you could tell they do. Eddie's mom is another example of this because she's really adamant about Eddie not hanging out with other kids outside of Munchausen syndrome and all that other stuff. But I think it's a bit more to it. Like she's clearly like, I don't want you doing all this stuff with these kids. You just need to come straight home. You need to do all these things because she's trying to it's disguised around protecting her child. Like she's sheltering the fuck out of him. Um, and also I'm just like, I just, you know, I'm loop finger on the nose. She's sheltering the fuck out of him. And, and that could be for various reasons, because I know in the newer movie, they, um, that this was a queer character and you can get those vibes here in this particular story too, um, as a child and especially as an adult. So that could be another reason why as well. You know, I'm not diving too deep into it. I, that's another conversation for another day. While their mom, why their mom probably sheltered them. But I think also their mom is privy to the bullshit that's going on to the town, whether she directly or indirectly knows what's going on regarding the entity that controls everything. So yes. So back in that, we talked a bit about Beverly because y'all, Mike is still calling everybody. Majority of this movie is him ringing up the celly. And then as he's ringing it up, we see the backstories for each person. So Beverly Marsh, Beverly is the only um, femme presenting girl in the group. Um, or femme presenting person, boom, girl in the group, boom, two separate sentences. And Beverly is a young lady. In the newer movies, they try to like make it seem like, you know, I know they they add a bit more onto what they allude to in the OG movie, but like she's very, you know, like they try to say she's promiscuous. I'm like, girl, this is a baby. Like, what is y'all talking about? They try to say that she's doing all this stuff with the young boys, like in the older movie, they try to say she's fast and I just holding my nose, holding my fucking nose. Hate um, it. You're sexualizing this child. The other children are clearly assaulting her. Now, if we want to take it a step further, there is trigger warning. If you decide to read this book, there is a child orgy sex scene in this book. Jasmine's eyes got big. And if you didn't know that bitch comprise, I just told you. I have a lot of questions, comments, and concerns about why this exists. And I don't want to hear because cocaine. That's all the answers I got was because cocaine when I was listening to the uh, documentary, watching it. I keep saying listening, but I was watching it. Uh, Larry Cohen was like, oh, I just felt like it was a part down the book that it, it was an avenue he tried to take and it didn't work. And for me, I mean, you know, I don't 
What made you think of that? What was the reason? Because they're all like under 14. They're all children, but they're not even like older teens that be getting into the shenanigans. They are younger teens. And it's not like the power sh- is weird to me as a, a woman watching this. Like, you you know, you got this one girl and you got all these dudes. And I understand they are friends. This is this is out of control for so many reasons. The sex, the power structure, just why, why did you, this don't make no sense. We could have, togetherness, couldn't we all just like, maybe, you know, sat around and did a little power, the smoke out again. Couldn't we all just, you know, maybe hell hands laid down and dream walked no. or like when you had an out of body experience. Could We couldn't um, do, you know, I don't know. I wasn't in his brain when he wrote the story, but I just feel like the togetherness didn't have to be, a fucking, you know, child sexual group activity. That just, it's weird to read. Luckily, it's not, it's it's explicit enough where we know what's going on, but I'm so glad it's not like softcore explicit, like um, Alpha 5, fuck them explicit. It's it not didn't like, exist. it's not like, no, it did not need to exist. But if it was any more explicit, I would have just really had to burn the book. I don't think I would have. Because reading, and I'm not reading it, I'm fucking listening out loud. Mm-hmm. Embarrassing. Embarrassing me in front of my motherfucking homegirls. Embarrassing me in front of company and shit. You need to answer for your crime, Steven. I, you know, I'm not going to say too much because of what our actual jobs are outside of this. But, like, I think it's pretty safe to say that everyone who's probably listening knows or you you don't realize you know somebody that's done coke. With that being said, don't blame that on coke. Straight up, do not blame that on coke. It's giving drug free. Don't do it. Let's actually just talk about what. Yep, 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 yep. I'm crying, bitch. Let's let's actually talk about why this is a problem, and you do not need to blame the child sex scene on your drug usage. That's not how that goes. Let's get a real answer. Holla at me when y'all got it, cause I don't want it. But yeah, listen, mm-hmm. people do drugs every day, and I don't think they come up with these. <laughs> I don't think they have those. Bitch, thoughts. they don't. Not no. everybody. Not everybody. I need I need a little bit more. I need to know why you thought it was a connection. But you know what? I may and never now, get that answer. We don't really I may never it. get it. I mean, we do, but I'm not Let's just cut it out. About it. Let's just be happy that omit. in every movie, yeah, they omitted it. And there's a few other things they omit that are, it's good that we omitted some of this shit. Praise. Some of this shit, it's good. Like that that child, any, any remake needs to go ahead and just yeet that the fuck out the book. We don't need to talk about this because this <laughs> is what is... <laughs> It, it, we need to get it out of here because this is this is out of control. But you know, we Girl. see a lot of Beverly, Dad, Eddie's mom. They're all getting called up. They're all at different points. All of them have this thing in common where they are all successful, mm-hmm. and then none of them have children. Eddie drives limousines. Celebrities drink. I like it in the newer movie where he does something else where he's like um. Does risk no? That's that's, uh, Richie. He does like rich man. He does like risk management, which makes a lot of Mm -hmm. sense for someone who's very careful. And he does have a wife in the book. He has a wife in the in this part, nineteen ninety. He does not have a wife. He still lives with his mother and takes care of her. Which it's it's fine, but okay. And then Bill is a writer, like we said, with him and his thin ponytail on Audra, who's an actress. You know, who, the actress, what's her name? She was the lead in Black Christmas. She was. Miss Hussey. Miss Hussey. What's her name? Elizabeth Hussey? Last name is Hussey. I can't. Okay, thank you. While I can uh, slide. Olivia, a Hussey or Hussey? I apologize if it is uh, pronounced correctly. I think it's Hussey. I apologize, y'all. Hussey. Olivia H. Okay. I I was saying Elizabeth. Who is Elizabeth? 
Elizabeth. Girl. Sorry, I made her up. I don't see nobody up here named Elizabeth. Yeah, I literally. I was like, who yeah, is that? Emily. I made. Girl, I made that up. Um, now Emily Perkins played Bub as a kid, and you know Emily Perkins from uh, Ginger Snaps. All three mm-hmm. of them, and I've seen all three. Mm-hmm. Hola, those wigs are chaotic. But yeah. early aughts, you know, we're here. Um, speaking of Bev, Bev is a fashion designer with an abusive husband who oh, kind God. of like mirrors her father. Stan does something with banking or something like that. He works, he makes money, he has a wife, and they want kids, and they have a very happy, like they love each other, which is really sad because you you read more of their interactions and about mm-hmm. their life in the book. Girl, they was about ben, to get freaky. And he went upstairs and never Yeah, the girl. And mm. Ben is a architect in both stories, mm. which makes sense because of the damn situation, like, and to build things. And then, because in the, the this part, we don't get their little underground camp. We get the barons, but we don't get their little underground hut, the little hideout spot. You get mm. that in a new drink, which I do like because I think it's important because they were trying... They, they clicked up because losers lol but no not lol they were trying to hide from bullies like people were beating their ass they were their home life fucking sucked their the, the bullies were whooping their ass and they and it was whooping their ass so it's like okay mm-hmm. we can come together here and this can be our fucking spot like we can chill out here and nobody can hurt us here mm-hmm. like we're safe here it's a safe place and dairy is not a safe place for fucking no. kids okay uh, Big Mike, not Big Mike, like uh, dun, 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 dun. Um, Mike Hamlin. He is a librarian because it makes sense, historian. And he stayed in Derry. So he remembers everything and was able to call everyone. Because I'm like, I think I got everybody except for Richie. Richie's a comedian both. Mm-hmm. I like Richie's comedian in the newer one better because in the older mm-hmm. one, he, I mean, the jokes are just not for me. I didn't grow up in that time. It was, it, the comedy It's very 1990 me. and 80s. 1990 80s white male comedian it makes a lot of sense and i understand you know it's not bad i just can't relate the same way and i think the newer comedian i was able to relate just a pinch more didn't Uh, bill handler play that bill hater bill hater Hater. i'll be calling him handler jesus bill bill h mr bill h I'm hoping his first name is Bill because I could be fucking this up, guys. Oh, you know, you guys, I love Google. It's a, it's a school night and it's t- like 10 p.m. Bill Hader, yep, girl. Hey, I remember the thing. Uh, oh. But Bill Hader, I like him. I think he's, he's kind of funny. I think he's okay. I, th- I, I laughed I, I enjo- a couple times. Yeah, I enjoyed what he did with that. But in the book, I cannot stand fucking Richie Chodger. Let me tell you about this racist motherfucker. He had beep, beep, a pick a ninny voice. Yeah, beep, beep, Richie. You can beat this foot up your ass. Bitch, not bitch. Yes, dead ass picking any voice. Like, you're okay. like, this is giving menstrual, bitch. Like, what made you think of that, Steven? So, obviously, the audience is white people. I'm going to say that out loud. We obviously know that because truly, anybody who is not firsthand experiencing the racism, so everyone who is not, everyone who is not white, you don't need to spell out for us what racism looks like. Because we already know firsthand. So I'm going to go with your reasoning. I'm a hope. <laughs> and that's not me caping for you, baby. The discussion is still here. I'm a hope your reasoning for getting real detail like this is so you can make it clear for white folks. And once again, that's a whole nother conversation for another day. Because you don't have to do all of this to make it very clear that someone is sexist, ableist, racist, transphobic, homophobic, all of the icks. You don't have to do all that. You don't have to call someone the other F word to make that very clear. You don't have to do all these. You don't have to do that. There are other ways to depict these things and not do these things. But like I said, that's a conversation for another day. 
I'm going to briefly touch base on um, a triggering a triggering situation because you brought up Beverly. And there's a scene where Be Beverly's husband, when Beverly's like, yeah, I got to go back to dairy. I got to kick it with my friends. And that motherfucker walk in the room with a belt. And I said, hold on now. Like, <laughs> what, bitch? Girl, he pulled the belt out on you. You should have shot him dead in his chest. That's truly how I feel in my chest. Knock him out, ho. Gone. But you Child. know, she, she rises like air. She gets out of the abusive situation. They don't need to go super deep into that. But like Beverly has lived a life. She has lived a life and it's a sad one. Okay. They don't directly say it, but they definitely allude that her father was assaulting her. They make that very, it's, it's abundantly clear. Are you still my girl, Bevy? Let me check to see if you still my girl. Mm, it's given T.I. I was about to say the same thing, bitch. It sure is. Anytime someone, let me check somebody's hymen, bitch, check these nuts. I'm about to punch you in your fucking face. It's disgusting. It's gross. I'm offended. I'm upset. I'm watching this shit. Poor Beverly. And then you have these scenes where you're flip-flopping where you're seeing Beverly endure all of this traumatic ass shit for her to go in the bathroom and Pennywise knocking on the damn fucking sink chronicles, bitch, putting blood in there she can't even see. Now her daddy whooping her ass. Pennywise's invisibility whooping her ass. Poor Beverly. Like, this, the kids around the way is whooping her ass. Motherfucking Henry Bowers and his greaser friends is stalking her and assaulting her. Like, the townspeople are trying to sexualize you as a kid and they're not addressing all the ugly ass shit that's happening in your home and in the community, but they put it on you act i'm so glad y'all got a dairy because girl i'm also really upset that there is not another season of castle rock because i didn't seen them dairy signs yes i'm back bitch i didn't seen the dairy signs and i thought we was gonna make it so just like you need to pick back up uh channel zero they need to pick up castle rock and i'm gonna just put it on that i'm standing on that hill watch channel zero guys it's on that shutter right now reminder. watch fucking channel zero and watch yellow jackets right before i beat your ass right now Okay, that was aggressive. Um, I'm not sorry. Well, there we go. Now, the second half of this movie, after we intro are introduced to our characters and find a bit more about their lives and, you know, what they're doing now and the things that they got over in the past, they come back to Derry. The gang's all here. We at the local um, Asian restaurant. We getting our food. We eat it up. Da-da-da-da. All-you-can-eat buffet, bitch. Ow-ow. It's lit. Um, But you're thinking the buffet is super lit because it it's lit. But not lit in the way you thought. Because when they reveal the meals, Pennywise is here first. And he's making everyone see it's a bunch of bullshit on their plate. And now everybody's so goddamn shook. It went from a celebratory um, in the moment of darkness moment. Because it's like, oh, we're all here for this one dark thing. But camaraderie, friendship. To, oh no, Pennywise is still whooping our ass. We just touched down, bitch. Oh no, I ain't getting no crackers yet. Like, it's, I ain't even my spinach, ho. Like, I just, I don't really know how to suit up and boot up. Like, what's going on? Pennywise is not paying fair, ho. When they pull up, Pennywise on the side of the road smiling. Bruh. You see the did he didn't dug up the damn graves. One of Bro, these graves oh, already filled. I'm that like, oh. scene. Let's hold on. Pull it back. This scene yes. is fucking scary because no one knows what's going on all the way. And in the book, Beverly kind of already knows because it's clear that she has, has a bit of the shine. Okay. So they're in here and Bill come back first. So Bill is clearly the leader. He's the red power ranger. Gotta come back first. He's here and the and, and, and it literally go you dig in the graves and it's like oh one of y'all not gonna make it he's like what that even mean i don't even know what's going on and they come back and bill's like bitch you better not come over here i mean not bill it's like you better not come over here bitch i'll beat your ass okay bev come through go into the fucking marsh house and is that old lady scene is who ha okay um listen terrifying 
Richie, just, oh yes. my god. Uh, mm. Richie come back. He drive past the Paramount's clothes, but then they got his motherfucker R.I.P. Richie Toji. He's like, hey, whoa. Going to library, library turn. I love the library scene because the balloons are popping. They're not supposed to be reacting, but they react a little bit because I don't care. If a balloon pop, you're going to jump a little bit. Me as a mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. I personally, you should have had the balloons popping on their face like because clearly it's practical. So someone popped a balloon with blood in it. <laughs> by their face because they couldn't like you know cg the bitch like i don't really they're in here he's over here with a noise maker pennywise is spinning a noise maker sitting on the bathroom like or just some bullshit just tell bruh he's looking side to side and then richie is trying to yell over the over the noise Every time I see him pull the noise make out, I fucking scream. It's like Arthur Clown when he put the fucking glasses on with the eyeballs <laughs> and he starts shaking them. I fucking scream because that shit is funny. I don't care. That is pure comedy. Pure clown. An evil clown. Nega clown. But they still got jokes. JK's. Mm-hmm. And I'm tuned all the way in. Like you said, it's for me, it felt like even as a kid, I was scared. But I'm still like, <laughs> he's cutting up. Like, I just, it's it's comedic relief for me. I know people are like, girl, what? I mean, but it, it is what it is. Like, he's terrifying. He's tormenting these people in various ways. He gets you at your, and not like Freddy Krueger when you sleep or whatever. No, he's pulling up when you sleep, when you awake, when you're walking down the street, when you're in the classroom, when you're in the trash can, when you're doing all kinds of stuff. He's here, bitch. You see him, you don't see him. They see him, they don't see him. It's It's all kinds of things. And I, once again, am a fan. How fucking terrifying, bitch. You, I just, oh, oh. So before we talk a bit more about all the shit that goes down in the second half, because that's when we really get to the nitty gritty of we're going back into the barracks as an adult, because after being down there as kids and they're coming together and they're like, yeah, we're going to use the power of love and friendship and invisibility. We're going to take this motherfucker out. That's not what they're saying, but that's what I'm saying. They didn't got these silver pieces. Bow, we're going to use our slingshots. Ooh, we're going to do all this stuff. And honestly, what I do like, even though you could clearly tell like it is slash is not really that effective, like Pennywise is playing in y'all face. We just going to make sure we are like, bow, I've got like this aerosol can and it melts your face away. And the fact that Pennywise is like, oh, my face, bitch, I'm dying. Just going to be like, yes, yeah, so I'm going to just go back and sit in the sewer and I'm going to see you niggas in a couple years. Like I just, it's all a gag ho. Like truly, because he's not dead. You think you, you think you going to kill that bad bitch? Insert baby mother here. Like I just. He decided. It's not happening. I'm done. You're not about to whoop my ass. Sorry. Sorry. Not sorry. It's not happening. I just, so. He backed out. He wasn't going to win, so he backed out of the fight. Okay, let's talk about Henry Bowers, another really important character who's a shit face, but a really important character who is kind of another vessel for Pennywise or the being that we know of as Pennywise. I forget what the actual being's name is, but you know, we're going to go there. That's fine. Don't fight me, ho. Don't care. Um, but another using Henry Bowers as a vessel to promote the fear and to essentially add to their power. Henry Bowers was already a dickhead. He's a bully. Him and his friends, they are not your friends from Greece. They're not singing fun songs. They're actually tormenting the community. They may or may not be making the best choices. Definitely racist. Um, and they're going around and they're tormenting all the kids, throwing rocks. They're stabbing them up. They're pulling out knives and shit. It's like, you know, you come into a fist fight and a motherfucker bring out a real weapon. And you sit up here looking at him like, girl, I thought we was just about to throw some bows real quick. I didn't know you was about to stab a bitch. Like, what, what's going on? That's Unfair. exactly. Girl, all right. This is the type of time that Henry is on. 
I love that the group of gaggle of friends have linked up when they start throwing them damn rocks in them down by the um, riverside and shit. Down by the riverside. They had them rocks flying, girl, getting them up out of here. And so we find out later that one of Harry, Henry's friends dies down in the barracks because they follow the Losers Club down there because, you know, they're like, yeah, we're going to get those guys back. I didn't forget when you tried to throw that wall of rocks at me and my friends. Y'all got me fucked up. You got me out here looking on pussy. Bitch, Henry is evil Kermit, period. That's the sentence. Like, he's nega Kermit. So he, it takes nothing for him to look in the mirror and be like, they got me fucked up. And he's going to be like, you right, bitch. So they're following down there. Unfortunately, Henry's friends are not smart because they're just being tag-along hoes. And one of them gets murked down there. They get they die, bitch. They get literally sucked up into the tube, folded like a pretzel, and they gone. And Henry has all white hair because he also saw the deadlights. And listen, both of his friends get sucked the fuck up. Oh, there let's we go. talk about it. Let's talk about it. Because one, he Girl, sends one friend, friend. Yeah, he sent one friend off. Because that one's not as memorable as the other one. He sent one friend off. I think he sent Patrick off. And he go wandering around. And he don't come back. That's what happened. And in the new movie, I'll it's like back. these two separate events. But in this movie, this all happens at the same time. But, but of course, they had three hours. They had to cram everything in. So Patrick goes. He's lost. And in the book, these are separate events. But they have pages to spread it out. But Belch goes in there. And Belch, this scene is really fucked. There's a pipe with the holes in the light. And the light is coming through. And it bursts open. And Belch is sucked in, right? folded like a piece of paper like origami and his eyes is just like fucking dead looking for it. and it, he just it's Ugh. yeah it just sucked into the pipe and that's it that's all and that's and then, how the lights look too yeah then them lights coming back down the hallway coming back for you hoes Ooh. and the light comes back out and it chased like it turns henry bowers hair white but stan saw that shit he saw that and that's why we understand stan i fucking understand he was like ejecto cedo because he started running towards the group because he's like bitch i got to get the fuck out of here okay and patrick hostetter they don't show none of this in the book in the new movie they show they touch on this a little Mm -hmm. bit where you know patrick is a wild fucking boy but we'll talk about that at another date because they actually talk about it in uh newer movies but those friends fucking suck henry bowers fucking sucks and he gets in trouble for all that all the things they blame everything on him so he's put into what is what's it called the place i don't think it's called juniper hills i can't remember the name of it i apologize but i do know that he essentially is institutionalized um and they have him locked up um, and Pennywise helps him break out in the future. He comes in and he's like, hey, you know, he's dressed up as his friend. He's the sizes. He was like, basically, you know, they think you pussy, right? And Henry's like, you're right. <laughs> they definitely do. And you know what? I'm not. And and Pennywise dressed up his dear friend. It's like, you're absolutely right. Guess what, bro? I got your knife. Hands him the knife. Like, I'm just like, oh, you're all playing games. Brought the knife in. This being has dropped off a knife at the function. And now Henry is just going to break out. And now Henry, adult Henry, is ready to take out the adult people who are back. He's doing the bidding of, of Pennywise. And because he's afraid, he may not have a, um, there's a lot going on mentally for him. There's a lot that has happened in his life over time. We don't really get to see in this particular movie what happens in that gap of time. We just know that he took the fall or they placed all the blame of the child death and all that stuff on him. And then they just locked him up. And that's pretty much where we leave that. I'm a little curious to see how they would play that out. I know they fish it out a little bit more uh, or flesh out, excuse me, in the newer movies. I wish we saw it here, but also I know there's time constraints. So there's only so much you could show us, bitch. They should have made this a three night event instead of a two night event. 
And I'm going to leave that on that, but I'm going to just call it a day. So yeah, they essentially defeat, air quote, Pennywise the being at the end. Power of love, power of friendship. We will survive. Friendship, we all the fun stuff. Um, Beverly and Ben end up together because Ben wrote a poem for Beverly back in the back about, you know, describing how beautiful she was. And he thought that she wouldn't fuck with her because he was thick. He was not even fat. I don't even know what that was about. Um, and even if he was, so the fuck what? Who cares? But people are ugly and terrible on the inside and out. And so Ben always was crushing on Beverly and essentially in the end, they choose each other. We love love. Audra, Bill's wife, because she's like, bitch, I'm trying to pull up to make sure Bill is okay. And she gets sucked up into bullshit. Now she, girl, the way that panned out, like she, for some reason, like she's just, she has lost the ability to communicate. She's staring into the dead lights, you know, because she didn't sink them shits herself. And so Bill's solution is for her to get on his old bike because Mike saved the bike. Y'all really ain't give it. Mike deserves so much more. That's actually it. He, he's doing too much for y'all. And I'm gonna leave it at that. Especially for y'all to make comments about poor town. And Mike looking at you like, bitch, I still live here. Girl, and, and I'm pissed. Just like, oh. Because I was like, girl, I would have lived in poor town too. The fuck? The like, whole town oh, is poor town. The hell? Y'all think y'all better than him because you live four blocks over? Fuck you. Okay. Like, and what? he paid for dinner. And all you bitches make way more money than him. So actually, all of y'all should have put the money on the counter and you should have paid for Mike's meal like it was his goddamn birthday because he's been holding it down while y'all was out here doing all this other shit. He's been dealing with these racists, this crazy ass clown that's stalking him, fucking celestial beings, bitch. And, and for you to come back and he got to pay for his own meal? <laughs> no. Well, Mike, they did you deserve baby, baby. They offered, but he said, Fuck I you. don't care. He should. Yep, I folded my arms. God damn it. I do not care. They should have said, No, no, no. Take my credit card, Mr. Go in the back and swipe it across the machine and get the paper ready. Because for those of y'all who are young enough to not remember any of these things, credit card machines ain't work the way they work right now, baby. Let me just go ahead and put it on that. Pow. So, with that being said, the group prevails. Pennywise is defeated air quotes because you can't hold a bad bitch down that's just that's just that and the power of love prevails like they're moving forward they're being cool they know it's probably some bullshit coming in the future but for right now they're gonna stand happy and content in what they got going on and that's a decent enough ending for me because they didn't say that the shit was over they said it's over for now and you know that if you even see how the first half go it's over for now bitch you can't be god fuck is you talking about you can, you maybe, you know, delay it. And I think in the first part of it where, you know, they they do the battery ass lit, the little, you know, slingshot, Bev got the best shot, you know, gang, gang, listen. And, you know, hit his head, he go down, come back up. This time where it's this big ass spider thing, and we've talked about it earlier, like that spider is supposed to look, it look, it, it actually is better than it looks. <laughs> Okay, the like, because it can do more. They didn't really angle it. They didn't light it right. I feel like they could have, you know, made it a little bit better. It wasn't all, and part of it might have been a little bit of editing, because this movie did have some editing issues, <laughs> where it's kind of cut to just another scene. I was like, well, and it also it made more sense, because it's a television change. They cut into a scene, but it's a fucking commercial. That was a part of, if it's on TV, it's it's a commercial cut anyway. So that's, this is what you're getting. And I know that, you know, some younger listeners or, you know, it's been a while outside of Tubi and we don't really, we see commercials, but commercials are one way shorter than they used to be. Like commercials be six seconds, 15 seconds. You used to have two minute commercial slots. 
one minute commercial slots. Like commercial slots, commercials were long. They were a part of fucking TV. And the way they're used now is much different, you know? So I'm like, okay, the editing, it kind of ages it a bit. But overall, because the story in the book is so rich that it's almost, it's not hard to fuck it up because you can always fuck shit up. But because the stories which you have talented people on both um, adaptations. You know, you didn't get everything, but there's so much. If you if you take a certain angle and run with it, you can kind of make a decent story because that, that spider was chaotic, but they did whoop that spider. They came together. We lost Eddie, RIP. Um, he was, you know, he stood up for everybody. He died a virgin, virgin in the book. But really, it's of a virgin in the book. He's more like, you know, he's attracted to. I feel like Eddie and um, Richie kind of had like a thing. Girl, yes. Yes, they did. These are definitely two queer characters. And they wasn't even trying. I mean, I don't know if that was intentional or not on how Steven wrote the story. Um, but you, I can read through the lines. And I like how they're, um, it's not as coded. In the newer movies, like, it's very apparent, like, well, mm, back it up. It's still a little coded. It's not like, we are a queer couple and we love each other. It's still very much like, they still might be together. I need to revisit it because I'm pretty sure I do not remember them going, we are gay and we are together. No, that is not what happened because I watched it. Because I was wanting that to happen. But recently enough where you get the you get the different tie-in in the second movie, the second installment of the newer movie, 2019, where mm-hmm. Richie's in the doing a little and this is something that happens in the book where he's playing this game, you know, in a video game, he got like an extra quarter. Which when I read it, I ain't even thinking nothing of it. He was like, Yeah, I wanna play some more. I got a mother quarter. He was like, What do you want to play with me? You gay or something? I'm like, bro, he just wanna play the video game. <laughs> he just wanna be your friend. Now maybe he did want to be a little more than friends, but I'm like, oh, so all he did was try to play a game. I don't even, mm. okay, you know what? Again, I is straight. <laughs> I don't really have. <laughs> I'm crying, but I, I is straight. I is straight. I don't really have. Yeah, I don't really have much to, I can't really. There's people, you know, if you're queer, you probably have better insight or a different, you know, perspective. Like, no, this is what was going on. But in yeah. the book, it it did go like he liked him. But in the movie, like, if you watch it, you might not pick that up. But if you read the book, no, yeah. it was explicitly like, oh, no, I kind of like him. He's cool, man. And I'm like, well, why? oh, I would have loved to, you know, just flat out make him a little bit more queer. But I understand, you know, when you got big funding, they don't like that shit. Even if they try to push, like, that fake-ass diversity, they don't, they don't be liking that. They don't no, want girl, to be too over. It's crazy. Because they don't want they, they, we don't want our children to see this. You're, guess what, bitch news flash? Everybody's gay. Period. Period. People be gay, man. When y'all watch sex scenes and you straight, are you just zooming in on certain body parts? Are you ignoring the other ones? I'll wait. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll wait. I will fucking wait. It's all right, baby. It's okay. Shake your tits. Yay, gay. I just, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Shake them tits for old Rodale ho. Like, I just, <laughs> I'm losing it. Um, Yeah, so there are some things that I wish were more fleshed out. But, you know, I feel like it didn't really get a properly addressed, in my opinion, in the newer movie. So I'm going to, if they decide to revisit this in another 30 years, heavy emphasis on another 30 years, I would like to see certain things fleshed out a bit more. We can still omit the child sex scene. I don't need any of that. I'm still looking at you, Mr. Author, who wrote it. Blink, blink. This is a wonderful dare commercial, by the way. Just going to look at it because I'm just like, bitch, I, okay. But overall, let's talk a bit about ratings. So the rating for this movie, if this is your bag, is a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, and it's a 68% on Rotten Tomato. And I'm kind of like, did we all see the same movie? Like, and I don't think that's nostalgic. This movie is a smooth, solid seven and a half, seven, bro. It seven and a half minimum. Like, what? 
It's 1990. First, and I okay. okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I want to say something. Yes. I saw this at not as a child. Like, okay, 18 is a child, but it's not a small child. So this didn't have the I'm afraid of clowns impression that it had, which was it, it like for it to impress on children like this and keep this cult following and be so big so many years later and later, so later and then still have two adaptations that are still pretty fucking good overall. Like I, how a six anything is a fucking slap in the face to me. I would give this a eight and I'm not going to lie. The first time I saw it, I would have given it a 6.5 because I wasn't scared. I thought it was cheesy, but I wasn't paying attention to the right fucking things. That's what was happening. It was two o'clock in the morning and I was just here watching it on somebody's computer in the back, you know, but after watching it multiples, I've seen this movie like at least nine, 10 times after that point. I watch it. Anytime I see it streaming on t- somewhere, I usually hit play. Just like Salem's Lot. If I see it streaming, even if I'm it's in the background, those are two movies that are comfort like comfort movies for me. And, you know, Pet Cemetery. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm just going to put those I'm a, I'm going to let those fucking rock. They're just going to rock. I've seen so many times that the the master like there's masterful moments in this where the six just doesn't hit yes it's corny but also the budget the constraints the rewrites all this other shit if y'all would have let them do what the fuck they came to do to begin with you would have had a motherfucking 9.5 but you wanted to fucking play because you pussy purr and that's the t on that bitch honestly and truly truly that's 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 really you wanted to play i'm scared the parents are gonna be girl you they, if they honestly and the words of Tim Curry, he was like, so many kids told me they shouldn't be watching this. You probably should have been watching it, period. Like, if, they, if you won't go be able to handle it, you just shouldn't have been able to watch it. You watch it later, and that's just your life. And that, I think that's okay. That's okay. Just like with a lot of horror fans, a lot of us who started early, we probably should have been watching some of the shit we was watching. And mm-hmm. that's just facts, you know? But you can't, like, keep trying to cut shit back and cut shit back and cut shit back and to the point where you make the story where it's it's unrecognizable. You take the knife to the story so much, it's unrecognizable. If you're gonna do the story, commit to the story or say, we can't do the story because it's too fucking much, okay? Put your pants on one leg at a time. Thanks. Girl, fuck them kids. All right, because you sitting up here worried about what the hell the kids... Are. Yes, you heard what I said. You said, I'll sit up here fake-ass worried about how the kids... Are. It's always so... Oh my God, what would the children think? Let's actually think about this, right? If you are so nervous about your child discovering this shit, how about you step up your parenting skills? Let's start there. Yes, hello. Yep. Oh, somebody got upset. We're step here. Step up your parenting skills. And the We're educators here. have stepped into the room. Step up your parenting skills because the first step is acknowledging self. What did I do to prevent these things from happening? Is it what people have access to? Like what's going on? Because if we start there, right? Because you know what I hate when people use the whole thing. Oh my God, like they look to you as this and blah, blah, blah. Bitch, you're their goddamn parent. So no one needs to be worried about, oh my God, how are the children going to react? First of all, children shouldn't be watching this. If you made this very clear that children shouldn't be seeing this, you have a rating for a reason. So we're going to start there. And then you, as the parent, you're allowing your children to watch this. And then you're mad about the content they're viewing, but it's been made abundantly clear who this is meant, the audience that this is for. And I'm sure if, even if this is your first go round with the Stephen King story, you exist in the same world that we do. Stephen King at this point has been putting out work for 20 plus years, ho. Please stop playing in my face. Because girl. I, these can't be the same people who was complaining about Carrie. Because if it girl. is, girl, just go, just go to bed. 
And even if you are, if you're complaining about it, if you don't, you have complete control over what your kids watch in the home, especially Mm -hmm. in 1990 on a TV screen. They ain't got no iPods, iTunes, Mm -hmm. podcasts, internet, YouTube, TikTok. They ain't got all that. So you are in full control. All you have to do is unplug the TV and put the kids to bed. Because it came on TV for two nights. After them two nights, you couldn't catch that bitch no more for real unless they fucking recorded on the VHS. And everybody ain't had no VCR. That shit was expensive. That was a Mm -hmm. big luxury to have a fucking VCR Girl, girl, I didn't get a. You got money if you could get the VCR and the tapes and shit like that. But anyway, like the fact that a six, y'all are y'all are disgusting. Okay, fuck you. This shit is an eight. Honestly, it's an eight point five for legacy, bitch. Honestly, we got Tim Curry in this hoe, bitch. The performances. You don't even need the makeup. You don't need the CG. John Ritter, R.I.P. John Recipes. Ritter, and not yep. bruh. And not only that, I was watching John Ritter was playing with the basketball with the kids. They had a little camp where the kids would spend time together with the oh, adult wow. actors so they could pick up things from each oh, other. So nice. But also, I learned the kids was bad as fuck on set. They was dropping that. water balloons on people's cars. Sometimes they was filling them with Kool Aid. I was like, hold oh, on, y'all wasting good beverages. Hold on now, <laughs> not wasting good beverages, but they were wasting good beverages. Right. But also. Y'all dropping, like, y'all almost, y'all about to get fired. They had to pull them aside and have a chat with them several times. But again, me as an educator, this makes sense because they're children. Every day, you have to lecture the kids. Every day. Every day's a new day. Every day. You don't tell them something on Monday and think they're going to follow through on Friday. No, you need to tell them Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And maybe twice on Thursday because, honestly, kids. You know, that's what I was going to follow back up on. Because, honestly, depending on the age of children you are interacting with, Every day is a new day. In fact, every hour is a new period, bitch. Like with young kids, you gotta reinforce every <laughs> four or five times a day. They were like twelve though. They was like 12, 13, 14, you know, fifteen, sixteen. Because I think Seth mm-hmm. Green was like older. And I'm like, yeah. they're they're old enough where I think twice a day is enough. Twice a day. But also when you're working on a set and you're not working in a classroom, this is different. You're on set. You are at a job. Yeah. You are at work. And you can't yeah, and they're children. And they were talking about, you know, we was children, we was just doing shit with and they would yeah, argue with each other. But it wasn't just the kids though. Y'all was because people don't fuck with kids. They was lecturing them, but you won't lecture an adults all day because they was in the room so fucking loud they had to kick them the fuck out sometimes. The adults. Yes. And granted, the chemistry you can see, it's good chemistry. It's mm-hmm. very good chemistry. So I understand them spending time and making that chemistry. But they was also cutting up on the job. They were cutting up. But also, Tim Curry said, "Bitch, you shouldn't have been watching this." <laughs> I think that I was so funny. Where he was like, "You probably shouldn't have been watching it." So I don't really know what to tell you. And that's it. Like, what is what else is he going to tell you, bitch? Nothing. Because what you finna tell Tim Curry? Nothing. 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 Nothing at all. A classical. Classic icon also i want to bring up you know just a small tidbit ben came back john ritter he came back and saw another kid being teased watched the kid getting teased in the bushes bitch huh you turn to the adults from dairy then when the kids run off he gonna pull up i got this bandana that's dirty in your pocket go dip it in the dairy fucking water which is clearly probably mixed with the gray water and go put it on his Mm. open wound Mm. you need to pay for your crimes ben prison I'm tired. I'm upset. Oh, Jail. I also realized. I realized while we was talking. I know I said there was a point that there isn't any CG, but there is stop motion animation in this film. So there are some animated scenes um, where some claymation is involved. 
in the scene. It's like very like more so in transitional periods when you see um Pennywise, especially the shower scene when he pops up on Eddie in the shower and how he opens that little hole up <laughs> and goes back inside. Like I'll be cracking up. I'm also cracking up when he goes into the hole when they're kids and um they're in the barracks. And um, you see him slide into the ground. All the kids like, no! And they try to pull him out and they pull his glove off and that motherfucking monster hand pop out and that shit go loud and then it slides into the hole. I want you to know right now, I would have not pulled the glove off. I would have just let that nigga go into the hole. And then two pair of one, when that hand popped out, bitch, I would have literally, my soul would have left my body. I would have left. This was enough for me. The whole thing was enough. But... Once again, bitch, you think I'm coming back to Derry and it's a spot of alien hand? Oh, no, 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 bitch, I'm out. I would never come back. Mike would have called me up and I'm like, Mike, I know what you're saying, pimp. I know exactly what you're saying. I'm here to let you know right now. I ain't got no freaking fly mouth. I don't have nobody watch my kids. I ain't got no kids. I don't have, Mike, I can't get off work. I work at Macy's and I cannot get off because it's the holidays and I know that Pennywise is coming for y'all and I'm sorry to hear that but I have to pay my rent and I'm sorry that they make a fun of you for still living in poor town but you could just call me up anytime friend I will not be returning to Derry stay woke and that's exactly what I would have told you bitches I don't care bitch I'm screaming because all these niggas are rich. They don't even think of the fact. All of them are They can just hop on a flight at any point. Beverly whooped that motherfucking ass and got in the cab with no money. Was like, bitch, I'm in here. Because when you have privilege and enough money in the bank, you can just call the bank. You can just call somebody. You can just figure it the fuck out. You can just pull up at the nearest joint and just show you. You know, at that point, you can kind of work it out or have a ring or you got something on you where you can sell and make a little bread. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, wow, that is that is wild. I do want to talk about really quickly, mm-hmm. Michael, like we, we see that Michael's a historian, bring everybody together and then gets taken the fuck out because Henry Bowers come out and stabs him and puts him in the hospital. He's Girl, out him. for the whole last act. You don't see Mike know more and this happens in the new movie as well i don't think mike goes down to the sewer either he gets stabbed the fuck up and he's just in here like oh i'm in the hospital and i was like this could have been the perfect chance to make a black lead the you know leader. that wasn't happening you and know that's point, not happening especially someone it's who's not a historian that this would have been the perfect time for him to go down and be like no i've been waiting for this for 30 years because i've been remembering for 30 years i got the info i got the scoops on hoops i can go down and help y'all and it, him and bill could have went hand in hand as the leaders with an s because we all know it's hey village they all could have went down together but instead you literally took him out and that's that upsets me that's boring to me like i especially maybe because i'm just personally looking for a character that I can relate to mm-hmm. that maybe looks like me a little bit. And they're just like, damn, he know everything. You just really just got him stabbed up. Nobody else could have got stabbed. Nobody. All right. So I'm going to put some exclamation points next to that because that's very much what has been floating in my head this entire conversation every time I see this film. Mike is essentially playing second fiddle, but the nigga is the lead. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. He has all of the responsibilities, whether they gifted it to him or not. He's taking the reign. He's showing all these leadership quali- qualities and you make him play second fiddle to white people. I'm tired. Also, I know White that people with bad ponytails. He should not girl, be able to lead no anything with that ponytail, literally with a string tied around it. Bitch, that is whimsical. unacceptable. Unacceptable. Dressed like a motherfucking substitute teacher. Don't nobody got time. That big ass button up shirt. I'm tired. I'm tired. I was pissed. And like, not even just that. Okay, so you know what you were talking about? Like everyone else 
because everyone else left Derry. And in terms in a point to your point on representation, everyone else left Derry. They was rich. They got a bed. They got all that other stuff. So you see why I said I will be working at Macy's because who are me to assume black person? I got away from Derry and I too am rich. It's 1990, maybe even 89, ho. I'm be rich too. There's no representation for me to even feel like I'm being seen in the wealth community because the Bruh. only representation I see is someone that they say, oh, you, we, oh, they live in poor town. I still live here. Oh, okay. So I'm going to just assume I got a regular Rude. department job. I, you know, and that's unfortunate. I would have loved for it, one, to be more than one black character. I'm looking at you, Stephen. I'm looking at you, everyone else who decides to make a token African-American in your So I'm not going to say blacks because that's what y'all do. But I see you have a token here and you're trying to make them play second fiddle. We already know who's the baddest bitch in the room. So we're going to start there. I know who's the Beyonce of the group and we're going to start there. Okay. And even with it being the Beyonce of the group and how y'all are treating Beyonce, like this is a segment in, not even Dream Girls. Actually, yes, Dream Girls, but I'm going to tell you a little bit later what scene it is because I just got lots of feels about Dream Girls. You also know Dream Girls making me cry, girl. I get to the end. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry, y'all. Everybody just looking at me because we get to the end. And Effie get on that stage and I be texting everybody like, God damn it. I can't stop crying. But even still, we know who the Beyonce is. And because of the lack of representation, unfortunately, we cannot see ourselves other than the character who's in Poor Town. And I ain't got a problem living in Poor Town, ho, because I, that's probably where I would have been anyways. But I just don't, I don't like that. And then you take them out and they don't really have anything to add to the second half of the story instead of just being laid up in the hospital. Oh, woe is me. Like, it's really unfortunate this happened, but now the white man is the savior. And Girl, he ain't do none of the work. Also, he couldn't even remember this shit was happening. Child. And also on top of that, like the poor town, because of course that, I mean, it makes sense, especially in 1990. The 90s were the Wild West. If you were not alive during that time, woo, Wild West. Um, But I just feel like y'all robbed him of a lot when y'all could have gave him, especially because they, they, I know he's black in the book and that is the main black character in the book. It's written that way specifically and his race has a, you know, emphasis well not emphasis but it influences his experiences in life as it does with you know regular black people but y'all could have taken the opportunity to not have him play second fiddle you could have pulled a george romero and you could have slid him into the front like night of the living dead you could have done that you could have you could have tweaked it a little but you was like nah and it's even and i'm like y'all didn't even say true to the book i don't even want to hear that but the book says y'all deviate from the book and all of the all both adaptations i'm saying all both adaptations you deviate from the book when you want to make choices and i think it's okay to deviate from the book because people who read the book you already know what the fuck is about to happen like give me give motherfuckers a surprise you could have really given a little surprise here by giving him a heftier like role. I just would have loved that personally. And that's why in 30, not 30 years now, it's like 20 something because time is slipping away from us. Um, time. Yes. Time is. It, I just, <laughs> you know, in 30 years or 20 something years when they remake, remake this, because I, if I we're still here on this planet and movies still exist, a remake of this in 30 years would be, like I said, every 30 years, this this could be a running theme for horror. I'm not mad at that. Look how many Dracula movies you got. Look and how many other movies you got. Every 30 years, if you only, yeah, if vampire. you get it every 30 years, you be all right. Yeah, you be all right. I'm not, a, I can keep going. 
And again, the story is so rich. I really want to see it as like a Midnight Mass kind of thing. Well, not like specifically Midnight Mass, but Midnight Mass okay. is like 10 episodes. There's 10 hours where we stretch it out because originally it was supposed to have room, time to breathe because there's so much going on in Dairy in that book that it would be like you could really there's so much still left to do that's why it's a shame that castle rock is gone oh my god are you in my head girl because stephen king while stephen king got his fucking problems i'm not gonna lie and say that motherfucker ain't got no talent that's a motherfucking lie that motherfucker got imagination and talent he do he got those and them story that's the storytelling fucking hits it fucking hits it has its problems but it fucking hits so it's it's other people's job who, you know, can see through some other stuff and fix the problems and still keep that beautiful storytelling. And we can put it into use. I'm still here. He's still here. Everyone's still here. And there's so many stories we could use. Um, I need to know why Castle Rock... I need to do my research in detail as to why Castle Rock was uh, canceled because was it y'all were not getting no views because niggas was watching it. So I'm just really like, does he need to be picked up by they somebody They cancel else? anything, bitch. They will cancel I'm anything. fucking over it. They I'm can't... It. Look, Lovecraft Country, go on. And that well, has yeah, big oh, yeah, bitch. They be doing anything. I'm over it. I'm I'm rolling my eyes. I already know how budget cuts and all kinds of other Hollywood bullshit plays out. So, Sadate. Um, Listen, but this movie yeah. is amazing. We love it. You know, it has its problems. The book has its problems. The remake got its problems. They all have their problems. But the story itself is so rich. The idea is so rich, and at least new to me that. It's still a one. All of the things, are the book, the OG, and the remake are all worth watching. All that shit is worth watching. This shit is an 8 out of 10 for me. Probably an 8.5 because I really fucking bang with it. Also because I've connected with the book and all the stories and the lore behind it at this point. I'm fucking with it. So it's it's a good fucking time. Have, if y'all have seen this, it's on HBO Max now. You know, please watch it. We recommend it. How do you feel? Did you watch this shit as a kid? I'm, I like when I listen to people who watch it when they were like five or six, the way we watched Candyman and Nightmare on Elm Street and Child's Play, the way they are affected by this is so much different than the way I was. Cause again, I was never a small child when I saw it. I knew who Pennywise was because you would see cutouts, you would see it in a rental store, like, you know, you would see, hear of it, but I'd never seen the motherfucker. I didn't know what it was. I was like, damn, y'all, y'all scared of clowns? That's stupid. And then you see this. I'm like, no, I understand why y'all afraid of clowns. Because if I too, if I would have seen that shit at four, I would have never wanted to see a fucking clown again, bitch. Like <laughs> I fully understand now. I get it. But how did you feel about it? When did you see this movie? Did your parents make you watch it? Did you sneak it? Did you watch it later? Did you see it as an adult? Have you never seen it? Is it fresh to you? Please let us know. We are dying to know how you feel about it. Email us at grltspod at gmail.com. You can pull up on us at www.girlthatscary.com. We also have a Twitter and a gram at girlthatscary. Please let us know because this is like, this is like a horror, like pillar. This is a pillar of horror. Like Michael Myers, Halloween is a pillar of horror. Nightmare on Elm Street, that's a pillar of horror. Like there are movies that are just pillars in like horror as in the timeline you know they are stuck there forever they will be talked about they've been talked about for over 30 years and they're going to continue to be talked about so how you feel about these movies what are your favorite scenes um which pennywise do you like best because some people like the other ones better the other one better than this one let's know how you feel and until next time bye, bye.
you'll float too. They all float. Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.